0: Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. To successfully maintain registration, a registered training organisation is subject to very strict scrutiny and can be called upon at any time to justify its training and delivery methods. It's incumbent upon staff and RTO owners to ensure that their training programs are properly evaluated so that they meet the RTO standards. To start with, we have to plan and prepare the evaluation. We need to be clear about the purpose of the evaluation and what criteria will be used to determine the outcomes. This starts with the aim and the scope. The aim can include things like, is there a demand for this qualification? Is there a return on investment? Is it to increase productivity? The scope might include examining the entire qualification or just components within it, such as the assessment practices. Now that we have our aim and scope in place, now, time to consider the sources of information. So, we can analyse work performances, maybe through observation, etc. We can look at workplace productivity, feedback from employers, students, and maybe trainers, secondary research from government, industry skills bodies, and so on, even changes to legislation and other organisational documents. Now, consider who needs to be involved. These are your stakeholders. They could be employers, training graduates, workplace supervisors or other trainers and assessors. The evaluation can now be conducted like any project. Consider the roles and responsibilities of various team members, the constraints on the project like time and cost, assessment of project risks such as confidentiality and contingencies where serious breaches might be in place and the ground rules for the project, things like communication, monitoring progress, assistance from other people and so on. With the project plan prepared, and task roles and responsibilities allocated, the review process can begin. In the initial stages, this means gathering all relevant documents and information and collating the results. Consider the instruments you're going to use to evaluate the program. Things like surveys, questionnaires, direct examination of some of the student outcomes, diaries or logs, workplace observations, and so on. Here's an example of a typical evaluation checklist. So finally, regardless of what is being reviewed, the RTO must always measure its performance against the Australian Skills Quality Authority requirements. The condition of registration is that these are upheld at all times. So when evaluating your training program, this must always form the foundation of your internal evaluation. When documenting your findings, it's important to keep meticulous records of what is and is not compliant throughout the process. are some self-audit documents available through ASQA or you may be able to source something through a third party. The final part of the review process is the formal report on the findings of the evaluations undertaken. This report then should ideally form part of the organisation's continuous improvement program. It should include information on any breaches of compliance as well as suggestions for their rectification. When presenting your recommendations Remember that there's little point in recommending things that the organization is unable to meet. While compliance with ASQA standards is not negotiable, there are generally a number of methods that can be used to ensure that these standards are met. Your final evaluation report should therefore show realistic and achievable rectification recommendations. And once put in place, your training program won't only be compliant, but should meet the standards and expectations of the training organization and its clients.